This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way, with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 126 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. We are still deep in travel and summer season, and hopefully along some of your adventures in recent or previous years, you have had the opportunity to experience whitewater rafting. Today, we're going to talk about some safety essentials that you need to keep in forethought of getting prepared for your next rafting adventure by learning some of these useful terms and the classification of the whitewater rapids. Whitewater rafting is one of the most exciting and exhilarating activities during spring and summer. To feel the raw power of Mother Nature can be described in one word, and that is incredible. Whitewater rafting can be dangerous, but if you follow some safety rules, this activity can be safe and enjoyable. Unless you are a regular to the sport, it is advisable that you go with an outfitter that employs experienced guides. The rafts made for whitewater rafting are rubber inflatable boats. Depending on the size, these rafts hold as few as two people to as many as 10. Usually, each person is tasked with the job of paddling in sync before, during, and after encountering the rapids as directed. This is so they can steer and navigate everyone's safety on the raft through the water. The fast water that flows over underwater obstacles are called rapids. If the raft is large enough, there might be passengers sitting on the inside of the cross pontoons that do not have a paddle. When whitewater rafting, there's usually an individual in charge of calling the actions of the rest of the people in the boat. Sometimes the rafts have large oars in the middle of the vessel, which the guide uses to steer the vessel. 
Other times, the guide uses a paddle in the back or stern of the vessel to steer. Everyone is expected to do his or her part when directed by the guide. Some of the commands that you might hear are paddle. This means that both sides of the raft are to paddle forward. If you hear paddle hard, this command is usually given to paddle through a rapid. If you hear right side forward, left side backward, or left side forward, right side backward, simply follow the command and paddle as directed. Sometimes the word hard is added to these commands if going through the rapids and the guide wants you to paddle really, really fast. If you hear the term high side, this is one of the most important and unnatural commands. This is when your raft is about to hit a large stationary object like a boulder. Your natural tendency is to pull away from danger. When this command is heard, everyone in the raft is supposed to jump to the side of the raft that is toward the boulder or the danger. This is a very important command because it prevents the raft from flipping over and dumping everyone off into the rapids, of course, which would cause a very dangerous condition. When everyone in the raft leaps towards the boulder, it raises the leeward side of the raft so that it does not take on water. Most guides use either the command high side, but I've actually been with some guides that use the command kiss the rock. It is not uncommon for one or more of the passengers to fall overboard while going through a rapid. I have seen individuals sitting on the rear or stern of the raft catapulted through the air and into the rapid if the rapids are big enough. If this happens, do not panic. The guide will eventually get you back into the raft. Most of the time, the guide will get you back into the raft while you are still going through the rapid. Other times, you may have to wait until you and the raft pass through the rapid. If you find yourself separated from the raft while going through the rapids, there are things you need to do to stay safe. First, never fight against the rapids and try to stand up. This could get your foot lodged into a rock or debris, causing you to slip underwater and possibly drown. Rather, keep your face up, put your feet together, and pick up your toes out of the water and point them downstream. This way, you can use your feet to push off any obstacles as you're floating down the river on your back. To keep from bouncing off objects under the water, arch your back so your rear end is up. Lastly, your arms need to be extended straight out to the side, making a T with your palms down. This will allow you to steer yourself to the shoreline or guide yourself to an eddy. Remember, nose and toes out of the water. Eddies are the calm waters on the downstream side of an obstacle in the water. The most common eddy is formed by a rock or boulder in the river. An eddy can save your life if you ever fall into a rapid. You can stay indefinitely in an eddy or until you are rescued from violent water. An object does not have to be very big to create an eddy that a person can stay behind out of the force of the rapid. Rapids are classified according to how hazardous they are and the level of experience needed for the sportsman or woman to safely navigate them.
It is very important that you know the classifications of the rapids so that you can safely stay within your skill level. It is important to remember that the class of rapids can change on any river depending on the water flow. A stretch of river that might be a class 3 rapid one day might become a deadly class 6 rapid the next. The classifications of rapids are class 1 are considered beginner. Class 1 rapids have small waves and ripples on the water surface. If there are any large obstacles, they are easily avoided. Sometimes a class 1 rapid is called a float trip. This type of raft trip is usually a scenic and easy leisure excursion. A very popular float trip is through the calm part of the Snake River in Wyoming, drifting at the base of the Grand Teton Mountains. Class 2 rapids are novice. Class 2 rapids have wide, clear channels with small to moderate waves. There are usually obstacles that are easily maneuvered around. This class of rapids has very few hazards. This raft trip is also easy and leisurely, but with a noticeable amount of bumps in the road. The Guadalupe River in central Texas is a popular river that has many Class 2 rapids. Class 3 rapids are intermediate. Class 3 rapids have moderately sized and irregular waves that can be difficult to avoid. More skill is needed to safely navigate this class of rapids. There can also be strong currents, large eddies, and very large waves present in this class. Class 3 rapids are easily and safely navigated by beginners as long as they are with an experienced guide. Class 4 rapids are for advanced. Class 4 rapids are powerful but predictable. Skill is needed to navigate the large waves and avoid holes or constrictions. Precise raft handling, paddle handling, and fast maneuvers are required to safely shoot these rapids. There are very popular Class 4 rapids on the Snake River in Wyoming, the Arkansas River in Colorado, and the Rio Grande River in New Mexico. Class 5 rapids are considered expert level. Class 5 rapids are very long rapids with violent obstructions. There are usually drops, holes, and large waves that are unavoidable. Eddies can be very small or extremely difficult to reach. There is a high probability that rafters could fall out of the vessel and recovery could be difficult and dangerous. Many Class 4 rapids easily can turn into Class 5 rapids if the water level rises quickly due to snowmelt from the mountains or runoff. Class 6 rapids are extreme. Class 6 rapids should not be attempted. These rapids are extremely dangerous because they are unpredictable and violent. Rescue from a Class 6 rapid is usually impossible, so the rafter if lucky enough, must fend for himself to get through the rapid. This summer, I was driving through Wyoming and Montana along Clark's Fork, which is a tributary of the Yellowstone River, and I witnessed the river change from a Class 3 rapid to a Class 6 rapid in a matter of hours. Severe storms in the mountains combined with the melting snow changed the river into an extremely violent and dangerous hazard.
whichever rapid you choose to tackle, there are things to do to stay safe when you're doing whitewater sports. If you want to ride the rapids in the summer in your raft, canoe, or kayak, make sure that you're prepared for your next adventure by knowing these hazards and how to safely navigate. Whitewater sports like rafting, canoeing, and kayaking are very popular as winter is transitioning into spring and are definitely in full spring during the summer months. Fortunately, North America is home to some of the best rivers in the world for whitewater activities. The Rio Grande, Arkansas, Snake, Salmon, and several others are ideal rivers to experience the power that nature has to offer. These whitewater activities are some of the most exciting, yet dangerous, sports available to the outdoor enthusiast. Sportsmen and women looking to experience the thrill they offer can either do their own research and work their way up to angry waters, or they can hire an outfitter or guide to teach the proper and safe techniques. Like any sport, knowing the hazards and how to avoid them is critical to averting a tragedy. This is especially true when engaged in water sports. First, you never want to attempt to shoot the rapids in unfamiliar waters. Always, always do your research and scout out the river. Whitewater sporting goods stores are a great way to gather information and talk to folks that know the area and can offer safety advice. Always inspect your equipment and replace a piece that is worn or broken. Water should always be respected, regardless of a calm lake, babbling brook, or a raging river. The water flowing over underwater obstacles are called rapids, but there are many other natural hazards to be aware of when crossing a fast-flowing river. These dangers can be experienced above or beneath a fast-flowing river, and they include strainers, sieves, holes, undercuts, foot entrapment, and hypothermia. Obstacles in the water are what create whitewater hazards. Rocks, boulders, stumps, trees, dams, and other objects can cause a boat or vessel to capsize, sending its occupants into hazardous water. Additionally, rafts, canoes, and kayaks can be pinned up against the obstacle. This is referred to as becoming broached against the obstacle, and it can be very dangerous if the vessel is wrapped around the obstacle. This usually occurs in canoes. When this happens, the canoe is bent around the obstacle, trapping its occupants and, in extreme cases, underneath the water. Strainers are obstructions that allow water to pass through or under, but do not allow other objects to pass, including rafts, canoes, and kayaks. This type of hazard can trap an individual under the water, causing him or her to drown. Strainers can extend all the way across the river or only partially across. The most common type of strainer is a fallen tree or limb, especially after a heavy rain. Strainers should be avoided at all times. Sieves are a group of large boulders in the river that allow water to pass through, but not people or objects. Sieves appear as water vanishes in a pile of rocks or boulders and can trap a person or vessel against or between the boulders. 
This type of hazard can appear and vanish depending on the water level in the river. Holes are sometimes referred to as hydraulics. Holes are created when water flows over a rock, dam, or ledge. When water flows over an object, it is traveling faster than the water below. The faster water hits the slower water below and heads to the bottom of the river where it's turned upon itself. When objects, including people, are caught in a hole, the object or person is recirculated in the water. The item or person is caught in a circular motion, sending them to the bottom of the river, back up to the surface, and back down again, over and over. This continues until the object or person is pulled out of the current. Undercuts are just as the name implies. Rocks, rock walls, or the bank of the river are eroded away until a channel of water travels against the face of the wall, creating a ledge. This is below the surface of the water. Sometimes the wall can cut an underwater cave. Undercuts allow water to pass, but do not allow boats or people to pass. These are dangerous because if a person is trapped under an undercut, there is a great possibility that he or she will drown. Foot entrapment can also be very dangerous. To avoid this, you never want to try to stand up in fast-moving water. Foot entrapment is when your foot is trapped in rocks, logs, or in other debris. When this happens, the power of the water forces a person's face underwater. If this happens, rescuers have very little time to save the victim. Hypothermia. This is a very dangerous condition when a person's core body temperature drops below 95 degrees Fahrenheit. This happens when a person loses heat faster than their body can produce it. When a person goes into hypothermia, his or her heart, nervous system, and organs fail to operate properly. If left untreated, an individual can die from heart and organ failure. Hypothermia is a real threat when engaged in whitewater sports. This is because most of these rivers flow from snowmelt and mountain water sources. If thrown overboard, you could end up in freezing waters. By knowing the hazards and using proper techniques, whitewater sports can be safe and an enjoyable experience. There is nothing like taking on the power of a strong or violent river and conquering it. Start doing your research and find a local outfitter or guide and try something new. You might discover a hidden passion for a piece of the outdoors that you never even knew existed. And the best part, a lot of times when you find yourself a guide or an outfitter, there's somewhere along the way is a camera positioned right in the middle of a great rapid with great water splashes and lots of smiling faces as you and your other teammates navigate through those waters. Those are great memories to have and pictures that you can treasure the memories for a lifetime. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters and making memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you have heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day. 
On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.